got the sit, one hand. Oh, to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. And welcome everyone, wherever you're listening, another edition of This Is Your Football Life. This man will just ring true to so many people who saw him play and more importantly those that were thrilled with his commentary and his writings in one of the great careers of the VFL and AFL. Lou Richards, MBE, played 250 games for Collingwood. He was Collingwood Premiership captain in 1953. He was Collingwood captain for three years, represented Victoria on three occasions, and was Collingwood leading goal kicker on three occasions. He followed in the footsteps of grandfather Charlie Panham and uncles Charles and Albie Panham to play for the mighty Magpies. Lou grew up behind the Collingwood Town Hall attending Collingwood Tech. He lived out every young Collingwood boy's dream to captain the Maggies to a premiership alongside his brother Ron. Today is a special tribute to a true legend. We've got some great Collingwood names to speak about this fantastic man. But let's begin with Lou the man himself. Recently, I caught up with him in his nursing home not long after his 91st birthday. Here is the great Lou Richards recounting his time at Victoria Park, the 1953 Premiership he captain, his Premiership teammate and brother Ron, and his first meeting with the legend himself, Jock McHale. I was in great sort of a captain of a Premiership side and captain of a team and captain of Collingwood. Uh, i never forget uh, bloody... Uh, I went to the uh, you know, an interview at at three uh, uh, KZ in captains being invited to go to, after after the match and the interviews, you know. And also of uh, of Jock McCall, they're a pretty famous club, and they were pretty good when you went there, weren't they? Oh well, Jock was a fellow you never got to know very well. Such a marvellous man, you know, with the club. I don't think he bothered. He knew to talk to you, not to talk to you. What a wonderful Collingwood person Lou Richards is, folks. And it must be an honour to play in the same side as him. Let's now hear from another Collingwood great, Murray Wiedemann, the 1953 Premiership teammate. It was a great thrill, and I, I must say about Lou Richards, uh, when I was coming through the 52s and 3s and... I probably got a bigger head than I, sh- I should have had. And Lou pulled me into the dressing room one day and he said, Murray, he said, you're getting a bit too big in the head and so on and so And he, he lined me out and sort of said, you know, uh, you can't talk to trainers like you, the way you do and all that and so on. So, so I thanked Lou. I said, thanks, Lou, for giving me that little bit of a blast to think that you're not bigger than God. And then I, 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 next to Ray, I, I just... In the 1953, when I got on the ground at three-quarter time, where I went, the ball fell in my arms. It was quite amazing. I had nine touches in the last quarter, and my first one, I marked it in the middle of the ground. I said to Lou, what do you want me to do with the ball? He said, kick the bloody thing as far as you can. Kid, he called me Kid. He didn't even know my name, had no idea. He said, Kid, just kick the bloody thing as far as you like. But he was an example, Louie. I... 
I remember one day I was playing, we were playing against Richmond. I was playing on Desi Row and uh, him and Max Oppie in the back pocket. They, I just turned around and had a look at, because the, the crowd started yelling and this and that. And here's Richards and uh, um, uh, the other bloke uh, played with Richmond back pocket. I said, they're just swapping punches. Yeah. And I thought, just said to Des Rowe, God, have a look at this. Oh, he said, yeah. that's just normal, Lou. He'll probably finish up kicking him in the ankle in a minute. Yeah. But it was, it, it, Lou was a tough man. He wasn't a, a, a great player to put him in the Bob Rose class, but as a, a leader and a, and a team player, he was brilliant. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I think that's what exactly what we need to get across for the great man, Lou Richards, that... Most people, you know, recall the Herald Sun and all of the skits that he used to do by yeah. cutting Ted Witten's lawn with scissors and was... rowing a bathtub across the Barwon River and, and, and also... sweeping Collins Street with a feather duster. Absolutely. We've already, uh, you know... Uh, uh, you know, remember the 3DB League teams with Lou, Jack and Bob and then yeah. Channel 7. But I think what's gone too far is the fact that Lou was an extremely good player. But as you say, when he when he barreled you as a kid and a, and a very, very great club man, and yeah. Collingwood always came first. Correct. You know, and I just think, uh, you know, while celebrating Lou's life, that, that uh, he... He unashamedly said that, that his brother, Ron Richards, uh, you know, was best on the ground in that 53 grand True. final. And, yeah. and probably Ron was uh, in the shadow of his more famous, uh, famous brother. brother. Correct, yeah. Ron, Ron Richards was a very good player. And uh, for old Jock McHale put Ron Richards on that wing for that day yeah. uh, against Geelong. And he was best on the ground. But anyhow, Lou's lived a wonderful life. And you, I used to go into the Phoenix Hotel and uh, Edna, his wife, and all that, and have great, great fun in there. Yeah, that, that, that was the real watering hole. I think that was the start of the <laughs> For great, everybody. Uh, <laughs> it it, you know, the, all of the, the journos and that came down, and that's yeah. where uh, Tom Pryor and Lou struck up a great friendship because yeah. they became great writing pals. But uh, also the amount of people that went in and out of the Phoenix uh, with Lou and Edna, it was just what life was about. Yeah, and there's one comment that Neil Roberts made. He said, Lou, he said, you don't have much furniture, but you got it all painted on the walls there. The pub was that narrow. You couldn't put yeah. furniture in there. But yeah. it was, there was funny times there with that, the bar upstairs with the, all the press riders and all that. Folks, his legacy down there at Victoria Park was as big as a mountain. Now another Collingwood great, the goal-kicking machine and Collingwood icon, Peter McKenna. He was, a, he was a great personality. I can remember as a kid watching World of Sport and he and the, the banter with Bob Davis and Jack Dyer and the league teams of a Thursday night. But he was, he was bigger than the game, Lou. Yeah. He, he was a gr- the first really great media personality, I reckon, Lou, and... Uh, he was, people forget he, what a great player he was for Collingwood and a great captain. And, captain uh, of the 1952 Premiership side and a 250-game player. A 53. And, and, and a, a legend in his own right and in the AFL Hall of Fame as a player. So that highlights what you've just said, Pete. Yes, he was a magnificent. Uh, but everyone loved Lou. You know, people from all walks of life. And because he was a character, he was funny. He's... 
his son, his writings up of the games in the sun and his nicknames of players yes. and... Uh, he was brilliant. He set it up for the lot of us, you know, blokes like you and I who have played the game at the highest level yep. for, a, for a little while. And, and, you know, you've been there 20 years. I've been there 20-odd years. And he's actually set it up for ex-footballers. And what I'm disappointed in today, I think there should be more emphasis on getting ex-players to become blokes like Lou Richards again. But unfortunately, the, 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 the absolute game has gone into a stereotype thing and we don't see the characters anymore, Pete. No, they're not the characters. I, I don't think that the game's so serious. It's become yeah. such a big money thing these days. In those days, we all had another job and uh, football was a lot of fun. Uh, but, oh boy, today they had all these ice baths and all, yeah. the, and they have meetings. I, I, I don't, don't know whether I could have copped being a pro- professional footballer no. and uh, well, it was good to have that other job to go to right. some weeks ago when I interviewed you uh, in your own tenure on this is your football life you did actually confide in me and the listeners that Lou was the one who approached you to become a commentator can you explain uh, to our listeners again who might not have caught that show well what happened was I was teaching at Marceline College and uh, and the librarian came into the room and said, look, Lou Richards on the phone in the library. I said, oh, could you just mind the kids I'll go into? It was Lou. He said, oh, look, Pete, he said, uh, Bluey Adams has gone overseas. We need a commentator. I said, what do I do? He said, just turn up at Geelong on Saturday. You're calling with Doug Wade. So there were the two former full forwards. And the commentary box was down at ground level and it rained like hell. And you had North Melbourne playing Geelong, so all the blondes became dark, and you had the blue and white jumpers, and it was hell. I reckon I was about 45 seconds behind the play on every call I did. But that was a good grounding. It was great working with Wadey, who was a fantastic person. They were just uh, great days, weren't they? Ah, fantastic. And I was there for 20 years when Lou reminded me for 20 years, every time he saw me, you know, I got you that job at yeah. Channel 7, didn't you? And you were quite you happy pay? to say yes. Oh, no. I was quite happy, yep. The check's in the mail. Before we let you go, uh, Lou and his family will be listening to this. And tell us uh, your thoughts and, uh, and memories of the great Lou Richards, whose contribution to this game is just immense. Well, you, just forgetting his football career for a start, his media career, you know, to everyone sat around having their lunch watching World of Sport. And it was mainly because of Lou, Jack and Bob. And Lou used to get that hurt look on his face. He'd feign <laughs> that look as Jack said something uh, negative towards him. And Lou would get that look, that cheeky look. And, you know, and he'd, we'd, I'd meet him at the football and at Collingwood Functions and that and he'd... And, you know, he was a little bit insecure in some ways because at World of Sport, he'd do an interview and then he'd walk off and he'd be looking for one of us around the studio to say, was that okay? Was (laughs) I all right? And he knew very well it was all right. right. And the only bloke that could keep him in check was the great Ron Casey. If Ron spoke to him uh, with that surly voice... Or lured back off, but he was a magnificent uh, contributor to the AFL game and BFL game. Every year, folks, hundreds of people take out a fixed-price funeral plan with Tobin Brothers Funerals, and by doing that, they have the peace of mind knowing that regardless of how long they live, the price they pay today is fixed forever. So why don't you celebrate your life with a fixed-price funeral plan from Tobin Brothers Funerals? Tobin Brothers Funerals dot com 
rexfootball.com.au. Don't forget you can follow the program on Twitter, folks, at rexfootballlife. Yibbida-yibbida, uh, frightening, isn't it? A 65-year-old bloke on Twitter. Join us after the break, won't you, as we discuss the media life of Lou, his love of Collingwood, and how he met his beautiful wife, Edna. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. And we're celebrating the life and times of Collingwood legend Lou Richards. Welcome back, and thank you very much for joining us on This Is Your Football Life. When I had hair and a little less roof over the tool shed, I used to go to dances. I eventually met my wife. But through the 30s, 40s and 50s, you went to dances to meet your girlfriend and possibly your wife. You didn't get them online and say, hey, what about it? Lou was no different because when he was playing for Collingwood, he went to the Collingwood dance and he met his lovely wife, Edna. Oh, well, I went, went to the dance and I, I was too frightened to ask her for a dance. You, Lou Richards, were too frightened? You were kidding me. Yeah, I was. Was she that beautiful? She stood out like a beacon. Yeah. And I went up and asked her for a dance finally, and she had, we had a dance, and then for that on, I used to, I finally got to know her real when I went up to her, 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 her cousin's place. Yeah. She, she was staying there the weekend, and I uh, I went home, I said, can I, at the dance house, can I take you out? And she said, well, I'm not going home, I'm going to this other the girl's place, her cousin. I said, I'll go there, I don't mind. I, oh, I asked her, I miss her again, I said, I did, and then I followed, went from one thing to another, you know, kept to go to see her all the time. And you could really dance to the old beat, could you? Oh, yes, yeah, I said, I could dance reasonably well. Isn't that a great story? Lou and Edna spending the rest of their life together. And Lou and Edna owned the Phoenix Hotel on Flinders Street during their working lives. Lou also moved into the media, writing for the Herald and the Argus, where he gained the nickname Louis the Lip. Folks, the stars keep rolling on. This time from St Kilda, the Brownlow medalist Neil Roberts, who was a great colleague and friend of Lou during his days as a World of Sport panellist. And Neil, let's start by talking about Lou's legacy as a fantastic player. Lou was a captain underestimated, I think, and under-celebrated. He was so proactive, so cheeky, and, of course, loved the fact that his thick thighs carried him through every game, and that the... I'll I'll tell you a story about... I was at uh, Channel 7 one day, and I was caught in the the women's loo. Really? No, well... I was in there and As all these do. Collingwood people came yeah. in. Did there was Bobby Rose and Des Healy and there was Wiedemann and, and McKenna and they're all talking about the money coming down from John Wren and landing in your boot if you broke an opposition <laughs> bone. And they were saying they were saying Bob Rose said, Yeah, I often got fifty quid. Well that was a broken nose. It was uh, a house cheek bang in those bone, days. Cheek, cheekbone was sixty. Yeah. And Louie at the <laughs> Louis said, yeah, just think of me. I've tapped a million ankles and they're only worth five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so what were but, you doing in the ladies' toilet? Because the, there were people in the men's in the other ones. So I had to go to the ladies' to 
uh, standing room only in the men's. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, so he was a very, very good player. You would have yeah. played against him. Oh yes, uh, yeah. and uh, and his brother. Yeah. Who? Uh, <laughs> well. Well, Ron Ron yeah. is credited being uh, best on ground in the 1953 grand final. 53. Uh, yeah, 53. Yeah. 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 So, but Louis had this cheek, and it's something you have to have. It's all self belief and confidence, because. Uh, Lou was a pacifist yeah. off the ground, like so many. Yes. Um, but Had the white line fever. The white line fever. Did he, yeah. And, and he was, of course, representing a great empire. Yeah. And uh, he, they stood in fear of, you know, Fonts and uh, and uh, Mikhail and all that sort of thing. The tradition was enviable. I'd love to have played with them. Yes. You know, really for the for the culture in the club. Um, but Louis was great. He was terrific around goals. He was protective, yeah, and he was a damn good leader. When was your first association with him in the media? Because well, when you uh, drink... when you gave it away, you actually joined World of Sport. Was he already there? Well, I, I wanted <clears throat> just if I can have the opportunity of thanking Ian McDonald. You know, yeah. when you come to the end of your career and drop off the, the cliff, it's a big drop for oh. a lot, and there's depression everywhere. We're seeing that now. And we went, yeah, yeah. We went, and I went straight to Ian McDonald. And he put me straight into the Sporting Globe, whether I could write or not. Yeah. Uh, and then I was picked up by Casey. Yeah. And I had radio work too. So I was really deeply involved. And it all emanated from the Phoenix Hotel, where the journos used to meet and drink and discuss all that goes on, you yeah. know, and have a lot of fun. I think this was the, that was the meeting place for the great association of Tom Pryor and uh, Lou Richards for his... Uh, oh, that's right, yeah. ...big rating column in the, in the what was it, the Sun News Pictorial back yeah, in those days. Yeah, he was his ghostwriter. Is Sam Newman at a function a few years ago going over the top when he says, all of us former players owe Lou... A vote of thanks. I don't think he is because he set it up for the whole lot of us that you talk about a lot of players retire and that's the end of it. You know, exactly. This is why we have This Is Your Football Life. Where are they now? But blokes like you and I have been lucky right up to you know our later years to be able to earn a quid because of Lou. Well, he opened the doors yeah. and he kept them open and he was an avenue in. I remember Teddy Whitten. He made Teddy Whitten as a media person. Yeah. You know, he used to have these bets or he'd sweep Buckley Street with a feather duster yeah. and all that sort of... All that helped. He rode across the Barwon River in a bathtub yeah. until when oh, uh, Geelong weren't going to be beating Essen in a windy hill. But he'd always do it, and yeah. he'd get Teddy Whitten's lawn and, and cut it with uh, snippers, yep. wouldn't he? Yep, that's right. Yeah. And he was he was a man of his word, but he also, when you talk to Lou, he always encouraged everyone who was about to embark on a media career yeah. just how to go about it. Yeah. Um, he was he was really wise and, and also a terrific caller of football on both oh, radio well, and you, television. You listen to that. You listen to those commentaries. They're yeah. they're good football yeah, commentaries. They are. That's about the game. In 1934, Australia snatched the Ashes from England, and Tobin Brothers Funerals began serving the community of Victoria. In the 80 years since Leo, Fonts, Tom, and Kevin launched their fledging funeral business. Tobin Brothers Funerals has served more than 228,000 families and become one of Australia's most respected and trusted funeral companies. Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Our next guest speaking about the great Lou Richards again needs little introduction. He's a Collingwood great, although never having graced the turf of Victoria Park. But as the Collingwood president... 
He has just been magnificent, not only for the Caringbush, but for the game. I speak of Eddie Maguire. And Eddie, the Richards family has had quite a mark on the Collingwood Football Club. His uh, grandfather played in the very first game for Collingwood, uh, uh, Charlie Panham. His uncle, of course, uh, Charlie and Albie playing. And uh, his brother, Ron, best on ground in that 53 grand final. What an amazing pedigree. The Richards, the Richards Panham family played more games of football than any other family in the history of the game. Going right back to the very first game that the Magpies played at Victoria Park. So, you know, that's the entire history of the Collingwood Football Club wrapped up yeah. in one family. And that's before we even get started about Lou's unbelievable legacy in the media. Well, it, it, it is too. And uh, sometimes it's just a bone of contention because if the AFL, in their wisdom, had included a media contribution at the top of the Legends area, you wouldn't be working so hard to get Lou up there because he would be number one before anybody else. Well, I think sometimes in the legendary thing, we have to look at the impact of what people do. And, yeah, Lou Richards could be a legend at uh, the Logies. He could be a legend in AFL football. He should be a legend in the Newspaper Hall of Fame and the Radio Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, you know, his contribution to the game has been profound. Uh, I know uh, uh, Steve Perkin uh, talking about his legendary father, Graham Perkin, and he said that Lou Richards by far was the biggest uh, generator of sales at the Sun News Pictorial, the highest-selling newspaper in the country when he was at his heyday. You and I yeah. both know on a Saturday morning, you just read the Lou's uh, Kiss of Death, all the stories, all the stunts, all those things that people are still doing to this day, yeah. all based on what Lou did, far less world of sport. His great calling, which is underestimated by people, you just listen to the calls back now, yeah. Lou's identification and his colour and the whole thing that was involved in it. And then, of course, you, know, you throw in league teams, People forget what he did on the radio and forget what a great newspaper contributor he was. And, you know, he's, he's just an absolute uh, legend in the media, a legend at the game. And uh, I, I, wouldn't, I would wonder just how big this game would be without Lou's contribution. Now, Eddie, Eddie Maguire is celebrating the football life of Lou Richards and uh, he's just on a mantle on his own. There's no doubt about that. And on a light-hearted note, half the dares that he made with that kiss of death was uh, against Collingwood. And I can remember once, you know, when they played foot, when you played Footscray out there at the Western Oval, he ended up uh, cutting uh, Ted Whitten's lawn with a pair of scissors. Right, uh, I remember reading all that stuff as a kid, <laughs> and these were, the things, these were the stories that captivated me as a young boy. Rex, you know, guys like you uh, playing, you know, at uh, Richmond and St Kilda and Geelong, and, and particularly as a young kid then, the VFA in Sandringham, and you look at guys like Blue Richards with that and, the time he, he rode the bathtub across the bar with the Billy Cogger <laughs> and uh, the spaghetti being poured on his head down in uh, Carlton and all those types of things were just magnificent. And, you know, when you've got characters like Lou, where he started with a young Ted Whitten and ended up with guys like Dermot Brereton and these guys, you can just see how the magic of football was so good. And sometimes we take ourselves a bit seriously, I think, these days, and we need to have light-hearted situations. It's not unlike your unbelievable career, on 3AW and Channel 7 and our colleague Sam Newman's on the footy show. You've got yeah. to have people like this who are large-in-life characters who put the colour into what can be just a bland game. And if we don't have the characters in football, then you've got nothing. I mean, the game think, itself yeah. is wonderful, but it's the characters that make it all go around. And Lou Richards was really the bloke who put the microscope on all these characters 
and brought them into stark colour for us all to love and enjoy. You know, he was just, he had everything going for him, Lou, and, you know, he's, uh, he has left an indelible mark on show business and in uh, football in this city, and look, uh, that's why we put a statue at the front of it. We can't let people like Lou ever be forgotten. We had to leave the final word with Lou himself. We'll pick it up with him discussing the great football culture of Collingwood and the mateship at Victoria Park. Well, I just say that the big thing about football is that it entertains so many people. You've got to, I think what makes a good supporter is loyalty. Well, you stick with your, your teammates and your, and your supporters stick together. That was kind of a success. They had so much, so many players that made the senior, you know, they followed the seniors. They always had a big following. And, you know, I played the 53 grand final. That was, uh, my brother was a bit far on the ground that match, incidentally. And uh, I uh, got picked in that side. And uh, You were more than picked in that side. You were, the I, cap- you were the captain, Lou, and that was one of the greatest things yeah, you've ever done. Yeah. I still remember the picture in the paper of you being chaired off by your teammates. And that's, that's what right. you're on about, is that you're talking about teammates sticking together through thick and thin. Yeah. And those moments just last with you a lifetime, don't they? Yeah, I certainly do. Well, you just I jammed my finger in the bloody door of the car, the grand final. To speak to a legend like Lou Richards really, really warmed me in the heart. And I'm sure it warms the heart of everyone who he trailblazed a track for as ex-footballers moved into the media. What an honour it is today to interview the great Lou Richards. This has been This Is Your Football Life and thanks to Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives. Again, folks, follow me on Twitter, at Rex Football Life. Goodness gracious me. And why don't you join us next week from 7.30am Sunday morning on 1116 SEN.